Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the 19th Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today we're going to do something a little bit different, jumping into the world of true crime. Keeping you on your toes. Keeping you on your toes. (laughs) I shall not mention the A word. A word? Anime. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But we're going to look at kind of the things that lure the general public into this fascination with serial killers, just true crimes in general, and why there is both such a fascination, repulsion, and yet they're a part of our everyday lives. Yeah, there's this weird obsession, I feel like, that's come up over the last, like, five years. I feel like that's still relatively new, that... Everyone is now into serial killers and true crime and wanting to know about things and talk about, you know, these horrific deeds that people do. And yeah, I I mean, I feel like there's always been a sick fascination. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's just gotten way bigger. And I I, truly Mm -hmm. I don't really understand why. (laughs) Like, I don't either. But at the same time, I have a few hunches Mm-hmm. about why that may be so and i find it interesting because you find these stories about true crime presented in such a way that is like quote unquote digestible to the layperson mm-hmm. um you have like beauty channels on youtube presenting these horrible stories of murder you know That's while applying right. makeup that kind of thing you have uh, podcasts and uh documentary films and you know books movies like inspired by and sometimes you have these characters in in media whether it's film or t- like a tv series that it's like a conglomeration of several serial serial killers like we took their best characteristics folks <laughs> and combined it into one ultimate serial killer most excellent oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah and and i think that's why like we literally invite these people into our homes and into our everyday lives that way yeah i can see that cuz i mean I feel like it's a little dangerous, though, because when you normalize something like that, Mm -hmm. then the shock value wears off. And you don't – I'm worried then that people – it'll get to the point where people don't see it as, oh, my God, there's a serial killer. It'll be, oh, my God, it's a serial killer. Is he hot, though? (laughs) Or she? Or whatever? That's that's unhealthy. (laughs) It's extremely unhealthy. And it's, like, almost this cult-like devotion Mm -hmm. to – yeah, like, um, I think of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of Saw. Because there were at least, I think, seven or eight movies made in that series, at least for the Saw films. I mean, Saw just came out with a new movie, what, two years ago? Spiral? Are you kidding me? Oh, God. So, see, it's like, I, okay, so I think I stopped watching after the fourth one. And... Mm-hmm. As gruesome as, like, let's say one and two were, at least there was some kind of plot there. There was a good story. Like, yeah, there were these horrible things happening to people. But I feel that the third Saw and onward, it just became a game of what is the most brutal way that we could murder people in this film? And, like, that should not be a point of creativity for people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, like, the the decent... 
desensitization, excuse me, of, right. of violence, you know, that we bring in either through video games or something. So it's like we see these things either in film or in real life, and we're not really shocked by it, which is kind of wild if you think about it. Yeah, especially because that kind of makes me think of Final Destination. Oh, God, teen screams. Where it was like the most wild murders possible. Yeah, yeah. I never watched them. I only saw like the commercials or whatever. And I remember reading online just a couple days ago. Oh, no. (laughs) Something to the effect of Final Destination ruined driving behind log carriers for a whole generation. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, anytime. Granted, living out in the middle of nowhere of the United States, I'm not Mm -hmm. behind many log trucks, but I am certain that if I ever get stuck behind one, I'm just going to cry like the whole time. Yeah, yeah. If if there's no possibility of changing a lane, just start crying. Right. I, that film series, I only saw one movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it forever made me afraid of someone holding a box of prosthetic arms in an elevator. Oh. <laughs> there was decapitation by ah. elevator. Ah. I know. No. Yeah, and it's like... I know freak accidents happen, like, stuff happens, and that's an understatement, right? Yeah. But just horror movies, horror movies in general used to be social commentary. They used to be about the other, right? What was perceived as different. Yes. Yes. You know, oftentimes there were these, like, social outcasts or, uh, you know, commentary about something very similar, and... I feel over time it just became, yeah, this kind of gruesome almost challenge to writers Mm -hmm. and creatives of what are horrible, horrible ways that we can make these characters just suffer and how much uh, red food coloring and high fructose corn syrup and a can (laughs) of Smuckers can we use? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's that shock value that people, you know, it's like... I finally, I don't watch scary movies. I hate scary movies. I am mm-hmm. a big fucking baby and I am proud of that. <laughs> like, I I hold that, okay? It's fine. I can sleep at night. Yeah, you got a degree that says I am baby. I am baby. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I finally watched the first Halloween movie, like the original, a couple uh, Halloweens oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was just like, this is good still you know i mean it's it's cheesy but it is still i think a little bit scary and surprising in some aspects no what's scary about that movie is that people are running for their lives he's literally walking a mile an hour (laughs) and somehow still catches up to these people and manages to horribly maim or murder them hey that's what we are aren't we like um we're not progressive predators or what is it that the humans are because we can go forever we can just walk forever is that right? By yeah. by bipedal, bipedal. It was um predators. I think it might. This is okay. Hold on, I'm gonna Google this. Progress. It's not Just, progressive. It's, I will say, don't watch the Rob Zombie Halloween movies because they're horrible. <laughs> and that's just my opinion, listeners. <laughs> Y'all can disagree. This is a space of dialogue, but not really. You can talk at us post-recording, but 
I I can't find the word I'm looking for. Persistence! Persistence hunters. Okay, so this is how humans originally, like, hunted animals, is because we can walk for extended periods of time. Just a, a speed walk. Okay. For hours. Whereas animals, they don't do that. They, they sprint, they run, they wear themselves out, and then they have to wait until they have the energy to run again from okay. a hunter. So, like, bursts, uh, short bursts of extreme energy, like a cheetah kind of thing. Yes, and then mm-hmm. versus someone who never stops walking. or it's, It feels like we never stop. Because there are people who can walk, like, days at a time without stopping. I mean, there's ultra marathons. Right. Yeah. And so th- that's just people who do it for fun. But originally, right. if you were doing that to survive, of course you could do it so much longer. So that's kind of what I yeah. think of. Every time Michael Myers comes in, it's like, he just walks. And it's like, yeah, but then you sprint, wear yourself out, and sit down. Of course he's going to catch up eventually. I know. I just wish one time he would get, like, a cramp in his leg (laughs) and have to stop, you know, put that murdering and maiming on hold for (laughs) a hot minute. He's survived how many, like, bullet holes and being set on fire and girl. cut up i mean this man i don't he's think like rasputin is gonna stop him maybe like watch that's like the one thing that it's like his um what do they call it your achilles heel or something just like how taxes were al capones yes <laughs> the scandal speaking of serial killers yeah i feel like the taxes are the serial killer of many people Oof. <laughs> But okay, so where do you fall on this serial killer obsession? Do you enjoy listening and learning about them? Or are you noncommittal? Like, what are you on? (laughs) This is gonna sound so odd to say out loud. But I think when I was younger, like grade school, Mm -hmm. um, I was already interested in kind of like spooky things. Okay. And um, used to really uh, enjoy programs about like mysteries and things like that. And I feel like serial killers was kind of the natural step in the linear progression <laughs> toward that. And, you know, it's interesting because you're like, by, in all respects, these are people like you and me, but yet they're not like you and me. Right. So I was very interested and probably on the true crime bandwagon for a while mm-hmm. until recently because it just got to the point where... I can't watch horror movies anymore, can't do true crime because it's just too awful, especially like mm. based off of real situations because like a spooky movie and is a spooky movie. Right. You know, there's like a fantastical nature to it. But this you're like, holy shit, like this person killed people. Yeah, this and is sometimes real life. For, yeah. And we talked about this on an episode before, like you can just go out of your house with your, with your fists, with a weapon, with whatever it is, and just go mm-hmm. kill somebody for the hell of it. Yeah. It's it's wild. I I feel like that's part of the reason why I don't understand the fascination is just because it is it's real. It's real people. Yeah. This happened yeah. to people. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I kind of people got really to frustrated. People. Right. That's why I kind of got frustrated with this whole obsession with Ted Bundy. Oh no, don't get me started. Right. I I don't I don't get it. Because even at the baseline, you know, everyone's like, oh, he was so hot. He was not. No, Zac Efron 
is the actor that you're enjoying with your right. eyes, with your peepers. <laughs> right. And like, I was talking to my coworkers about this once and they said, oh, well, at the time he was super attractive. And I, girl, I have looked up pictures of Ted Bundy. That motherfucker was ugly as hell. That is I not agree. an attractive man. Okay. He's a stump of a man. <laughs> it's very, very stump. Okay. But then. <laughs> High class stump. <laughs> but, you know, I just. When you learn what these people did, yeah, the nitty gritty details, still attracted. Also, this could just be from my lack of attraction to anybody, but Uh I truly don't see how once you learn the horrific details of a person's past like that Mm -hmm. or continuation, how you're okay with it anymore. Yeah, yeah, like how you continue to be interested in either continuing to watch or read about said person, you mean? Yeah, well, in that, but just, like, almost wanting to defend them because of either their attractiveness or whatever. Uh, No. Oh, my gosh. You know what? That's, like, very American psycho Patrick Bateman. (laughs) Because he was, like, by all means, you know, a high-earning, handsome guy. Mm -hmm. But he was a psycho, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And... You know what? I I don't get it. I don't get it. It's um This is not a serial killer, but okay. It was uh a famous singer who mm-hmm. beat up another famous singer. There was, you know, domestic violence there. Mm-hmm. And one of my classmates at the time was like, "I don't care. I still think he's hot and I'll listen to his music." No. Absolutely not. No. Yeah, we do I, not support people who do this. We do not. We take a hard stand and we say no, thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's and I, again, I don't know if it's like because it's just so ingrained in popular culture. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> you won't show a boob on television, but you'll fully show someone like getting cut in half with a chainsaw, blood squirting everywhere. You know what I mean? On daytime television. Yeah, titties are off limits, apparently, but slicing them open, that's okay. Right, right. Like, yeah, that fuck? we can don't. I know, I know. It's like Hannibal, which was a great uh, it, like, Silence of the Lambs, you know, Will Graham and mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter. The show was stylistically so well done the music the story like everything was well done but it was so gory like i had to pause so many times because i was like this is a lot it's almost too well done if that's a thing but you know that was on television that was on television i'm like anyone could watch this yeah see i feel i feel like there's a distinction here also that needs to be made between this obsession with serial killers Mm -hmm. and the obsession with true crime and like unsolved Mm. mysteries okay because i do enjoy an unsolved mystery Mm -hmm. maybe it's just my my enjoyment of solving puzzles or trying to solve puzzles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or i don't want to say learning about like what people are capable of but kind of because i mean we have psych degrees i'm yeah, the capacity of the human brain is just uh, a, a very interesting working marvel, yeah, of a machine. Yes. But then I feel like the obsession with serial killers specifically is mm-hmm. this, I don't know, like a sick fascination or... Yeah, like a zealot almost. Yeah, like yeah. this person is so... You can't think someone who does horrific things is cool, okay? 
Yeah, if they're an inspiration to you, I highly recommend going to your nearest hospital. (laughs) Checking yourself in. And talking with someone about it, because, yeah, that... And I feel like it's people that are vulnerable, people that are lost, Mm -hmm. or, again, people that just, like, they want to know why, but the the connection, they feel like there's a connection there. Some kind of emotional connection, it almost seems like to me. Yeah, and I I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yeah. But I do I do enjoy a good unsolved mystery. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I probably would attribute that to BuzzFeed Unsolved Mysteries way back in <laughs> what when was that? 2015 when we um, were watching them together? Something no. like Yeah. 16. I think we met in 16. Okay. Yes, 2016 was when, and I think that's when they really were starting to hit it big. Yeah, yeah, because they had the Supernatural series and then the True Crime series, and both were equally interesting. Right, and I think that got me started on my True Crime kick. And to this day, I listen to a True Crime crime podcast, Mm -hmm. and I find it super enjoyable. And I've seen uh, Netflix had a series about still unsolved mysteries or missing person mysteries and Mm -hmm. i watched all those and thought they were super interesting but again i think it's more of that puzzle piece that that catches me versus the people themselves yeah yeah we've had a lot of serial killers from the midwest (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what it is but i think there were a few from like illinois and wisconsin and things like that Mm -hmm. um Something in the air, something in the water. No, listen, just kidding. Listen, I think when we, we, we mentioned that in a previous podcast, and I think I said something along the lines of, there is absolutely fuck all to do out here, so I guess you're more prone to go crazy. Oh my gosh, like, that's why there's, like, fireworks, or, you know, like, <laughs> agriculture, I don't know, pick a hobby. <laughs> go do some bird watching. Yeah. I, oh gosh, sky's the limit. Um, <laughs> Quite literally. yeah. Uh, pursue anthropology, oncology. Yeah. Dis- read a book. Cross you don't gotta stitch. go kill people, okay? Yeah. Use your hands for good things. <laughs> Idle hands are the devil's work. But God gives with both hands. And that's why you got two of them. There you go. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, it, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like another thing that I've noticed is I've read about when people are okay so like when people present about someone like let's say it's charlie manson right who Mm -hmm. killed sharon tate and um a few other folks like he had that cult but it's like it's interesting because he never formally killed anyone it was his followers Mm -hmm. that you know killed these people right and you know like for the time, which I think it was like in the 60s or the 70s, and it was like the hippie revolution. And if if you watch any interviews with Charles Manson, you're like, he's crazy. <laughs> Motherfucker is knocked. Yeah. Ugh. Full tilt hog ham. And, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, well, I feel connected to that or that resonates with me. Or like, you know, an what interest. The fuck? Yeah, you have collectors of... Uh, artwork uh, completed by people like Charles Manson, John Wayne Gacy, and a lot of John Wayne Gacy, for instance, because he was Pogo the Clown, right? That was like his other job, and he was known as like a well-to-do yeah. family man. But yeah. um, a lot of his artwork was clowns. 
And it's Mm -hmm. like, that is very almost too on the nose for me, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, like I have a friend whose mom knew a victim of Gacy. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it's just nuts. It's just nuts, you know, and, you know, watched horror movies growing up. Like, let's say even I I think of the character of Norman Bates. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, they say, like, oh, this very uh, eccentric, kind of quirky mama's boy, right? Um, and and from what I read about, you know, the inspiration behind the character of Norman Bates, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, there was the element where he was uh, wearing women's clothing. He was trying to embody his mom. And they mm-hmm. often, like, also, a lot of horror movies... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Psycho, you know, like with Norman Bates, they often Mm -hmm. present the mums as like these overbearing characters that cause this person to become a serial killer over time, which I also found very interesting because I'm like, if we think about uh, serial killer Ed Gein, for instance, from what I've read about his early like childhood and formative years, his mom was a very devout woman. You know, they were very isolated. They lived in a rural area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that she was a very strict person. Now, I don't know if, like, you know, she beat Ed Gein and his sibling. But what they always fail to mention is that his father was, like, a raging alcoholic who beat his wife. Right. And I think probably kids, right? It kind of goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Um But it's like, that's always the forgotten piece. It's always like, oh, the mother was the problem. She caused this. (laughs) Right. I feel like it's just because, you know, people see the mother automatically as the caregiver, the person who raised the child. So if the child does that wrong, it's your fault. Motherfucker, are you kidding me? Yeah, like they used to think autism was caused by so-called refrigerator moms. Like you did not show your child enough nurture and affection and (sighs) it caused the autism. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? It's it it seems like women can't win no matter what. We really can't. Yeah, it's like, you know, you you laugh at the uh, let's say I know family dynamics are are various and I want to respect that, but let's say from just like the typical quote-unquote nuclear family mm-hmm. that oh, the father left and then you make fun of the mom for being a single mom, but it's like but she stayed and she's taking care of these kids. Right, and she's doing the best she can in a country yeah. that doesn't give two shits about her. Let's just say that. No, no. Uh, America has no support for women, especially it's, it's mothers. Backwards. Yeah, it is it's very backwards. Bass backwards. So, oh, I was, yeah. <laughs> you go. I was going to say that uh, I think maybe one of the reasons I don't have connection to a lot of these serial killers is one, I'm. I'm more sane, I feel like, than some people. But two is because a lot of them are just... can't (laughs) relate. A lot of them are men exerting power or trying to gain power. Now, Mm -hmm. I do have a favorite, quote-unquote, serial killer. (laughs) Okay. It's the the Black Widow of LaPointe. I do not know this one. She's from Illinois. Oh. She came from, I think, Denmark. Came okay. to Chicago, mm-hmm. lived in Chicago for a bit, married twice, uh-huh. or married once while she was still in Chicago, and her husband met an untimely end, and then mm-hmm. her house burned down. It happened. And, and her business burned down, 
Also a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) She moved out into a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. Okay. LaPointe. And married again. And that husband met an untimely end. Uh Uh-huh. And then she, I think she ran. She got away somehow. She hasn't been found. She was never found. Oh, wow. It's like the Zodiac killer, like never found. Oh, I think she's worse. Because when they, uh, when the cops seized her farm, they found like over 50 bodies buried. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. This woman would hire farmhands and kill Mm -hmm. them. Wow. Like- they, I think her official record I th- was like 12 to 20 people, but they dug up like 50 to 70 bodies on her farm. Jesus. I don't think they ever found all of them because she would bury yeah. them with lye soap. So it would eat away the bones. Okay. So they couldn't identify those mm-hmm. subsequent victims. Wow. And, you know, no one really knows her life before she got to America. No one knows why she was the way that she was because she did not like men. Like, yeah. at all. And yeah. so it's it's thought of that maybe she was attacked. Like assaulted or something. Assaulted when she was a child or beaten as a child or yeah. what have you. And so mm-hmm. she just, she had that forever. I'm not saying that's why, like, it was okay that she did this. Yeah, Obviously yeah. not. It's very wrong to kill anyone. And yeah. it's very wrong to kill that many people. Mm-hmm. But it would at least explain her anger towards the male population yeah but you know what it's so interesting you say that because often like when we watch these shows or read about serial killers and there is often a pattern right it goes without Mm -hmm. saying um like when they take uh, trophies or who they kill and and whatnot and often you're right these serial killers happen to be men directing their rage and you know inadequacy Mm. whatever at women but we love we try to figure out the why so hard you know it's like (laughs) But why? Why right. like why could someone who seemed relatively normal be capable of such a thing? Why these particular people and and why in this mm-hmm. particular way? Um, right. And uh, whether it's serial killers or normal lay people like you and myself, we just love to pigeonhole people in a box to figure them out because it's so much <laughs> easier to digest someone and be like, well, I've got them figured out. But do you right. though? Well, because it's it's like you want to say, this is why they're bad. Yeah. And I don't do that, so I'm not bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. again, it's coming back to that fear of the unknown and the fear of the working mind that some people are just, are just fucked, like, to begin with, which is sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you can, you know, it's like the whole nature-nurture debate and- Mm -hmm. Uh, I've read several books about how, like, a one-time traumatic brain injury, like falling down the stairs, uh, could cause a person's uh, whole personality and disposition to change, right? How a yeah. tumor growing in the brain, a hemorrhage that they're not even aware of, mm-hmm. can cause certain behavioral changes. I mean, hell, they even tried to make the argument about, what is it, an extra Y chromosome in men, that that mm. leads to a- allegedly greater aggression, but I okay. think that's been proven false. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like it's like in the court of law, you know, they try to use the insanity defense, but that's a legal thing. That's not a clinical thing. It's only if you're competent to stand trial. Mm-hmm. And that's why some people are hospitalized instead of going to like a prison, let's say, right? Right. Um, but yeah, so like 
all sorts of interesting twists and turns have happened. Why, you know, I mean, the brain is as fascinating as it is. And we don't know very much about it, I would argue, because even like the history of brain surgery is a relatively new one if you compare to all other forms of surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, Much less like treatment with if you take like psychopharmaceuticals or whatever, Mm -hmm. like it's a vast and unexplored landscape, y'all. Oh, yeah. And I don't think people understand that. Yeah. People, and this is that whole, what was our second episode talking about psychology as a career? People are like, oh, it's not a science. Then you study the brain and you tell me how easy it is. Tell me how neurotransmitters work. Tell me how we can make the correct, you know, drugs that uh, enhance certain ones and de-enhance others. I don't know what what word I'm looking for. I, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Right. You know, and, you know, explain to me SSRIs or endorphins and dopamine yeah and, yeah, and all and the how they good work. neurotransmitter yeah right and it's like tell me about how each part of the brain represents something different in how you are as a human being yeah yeah and, like and how you said where there's one tumor a tumor that's in the front of your brain is going to affect you totally different than a tumor in the back of your brain or on the right side of your brain or the left side of your brain or mm-hmm. somewhere else like yep a tumor on the brain is not like a tumor on your on your heart or something, you know? Like that's one yeah. thing and you mm-hmm. know what it does, exactly where it does. Yeah. You don't know what's going on up here. Yeah, and I think people, you know, as a species, our brains are very interesting because like you said that that frontal cortex, there's a, that that key executive functioning mm-hmm. in there, right? That's what allows us to be thinkers and engage more deeply with things Mm -hmm. but gosh sometimes like thinking is uh too much is maybe a bad thing (laughs) right yeah when creativity goes wrong um (laughs) yeah and gosh like any number of things can go wrong in the brain or even like man-made instances like remember lobotomies when those were a thing and if you were lucky and i say that very loosely to get lobotomized early in life where your brain had enough plasticity, the Mm -hmm. neuroplasticity where it could compensate for certain things, but you still weren't the same. And if you were like in middle age or above, forget it. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what a lobotomy is, it's where they would quite, no, it's okay. It's where they would quite literally take an ice pick Mm -hmm. and right at the juncture of your eye closest to your nose yeah. They would stick it through that, stick it through your eye socket until it touched your brain, and then they would just wiggle it. Yeah, give it a good old shake left and right and all around. And quite literally scramble your brain, scramble yeah. your frontal cortex, and mm-hmm. then take it out, bandage you up, and then see what happens. Because again, it that's that's another kind of topic too, is like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there were some psychology houses that we're truly just trying to figure out how they could help people. Yeah, yeah. But there were some that were just sheer horror nightmares. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the history of how we treat people um, is so interesting. Even psychiatry. Mm -hmm. I've read a lot of books about psychiatry. You know how like a lot of these sanatoriums or institutions started off with good intentions. Mm Mm-hmm but just too quickly became dumping grounds for people and due to lack of funding, because there's always a lack of funding to, you know, we don't treat mental wellness as seriously as we take like the physical piece. Mm 
which you mm-hmm. and I've talked about before. It's like the mm-hmm. symptomatology, like slap a Band-Aid on it, some duct tape, they're good to go. <laughs> right. You know, if there's a bone sticking out. But um, this, like, how do you treat it? Mm-hmm. How do you treat a number of these things, especially if, like, there's traumas and other, like, intersectionality almost, mm-hmm. I would argue, yeah. of, of factors and play going on? Um, sometimes like getting to the root cause, it's, uh, it's a journey that can take weeks, months, even years for many people. Some people don't even resolve that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, back to my point, like, you know, a lot of these places became just dumping grounds for people and uh, lived in deplorable conditions. And it's like, how can you possibly, uh, rehabilitate anyone and get them going, you know, as was originally intended? Right. I feel so question for you because i think sure. you have a better understanding of serial killers than oh, i do I don't unfortunately mean that, i yeah. don't mean that like no i I'm know i know but it's you're true. better at knowing the names <laughs> and like maybe where things happened whereas i'm yeah i'm bad at that uh do you i feel and maybe this is just my ignorance but i feel like we have less serial killers today versus just like mass shootings Oh my goodness. Yeah, lots of mass shootings like schools, I swear. Right. So I'm I'm wondering where I don't want to say where did the serial killers go, but like <laughs> I I feel like because going back to the psychology mm-hmm. point, yeah. The last 10 years has been super open up to psychology and yeah. mental disorders and mental illness and mm-hmm. at least being aware and trying to talk about it and Yeah. Yeah. There are still mental disorders that are demonized, which needs to stop. Yeah, the uh, the general stigma of mental wellness and what is a mental disorder is still a... Right. It's, yeah. I know, you know, like DID, dissociative identity disorder, or mm. antisocial disorder, which we have talked about before. Yeah. You know, those people aren't inherently bad. No, no. It's just, it's, they have a disorder, yeah. That, that's all it is. But the, the the change then is how we've said before is if you go and get help for it or if you mm-hmm. become knowledgeable of it and then use it to your benefit. Yeah. In yeah. a negative way. Yeah. But so I just kind of wonder if this open conversation has maybe helped people more because I really don't mm-hmm. have any current or in the last five years, at least current serial killers that I'm aware of in America. Yeah. I feel like it's more of a local level kind of thing because mm-hmm. – I was reading, and again, I think this was within the last five years, how there was um, a number of murders, I think, from where around I live. Mm -hmm. They were saying how at first they thought it was, like, the work of a few different people, but then they were... Then there uh, was this uh, proposal that perhaps it was a serial killer, in fact, because it took these murders took place over a number of years, and it seemed mm-hmm. to be a very similar demographic that was being targeted. Okay. But even then, you didn't hear much about it. And I don't know if it just happened to be that we pay less attention to certain communities and certain individuals. Yeah. More marginalized individuals. And then, you know, they just kind of get lost in the woodwork of it and you know, things like that. I have no idea. Um, right. I, I hope that's not the case because that makes it even more tragic, you know, these right. uh, horrible deaths. But no, you're absolutely right. And I don't know if it's like the the just general state of affairs and anxiety that people are experiencing. Everyone's tense. And it's like, I don't know how to cope. I don't know how to unload all these 
feeling. So I'm literally going to go and unload on these people in this violent way, often through like gun violence, right? Yeah, I feel like that's it's we've seen a an increase at least in yeah. in bigger tragedies that happen all at once versus yeah someone yeah. who who kills undercover i feel like we have a lot of people that go out in a blaze of glory negatively i'm not saying yeah you know, this is good yeah. stuff but do you remember like las vegas a few years ago yes that's exactly what i'm thinking about is mm-hmm. these people are like i don't care if i get caught i'm gonna walk in and just hurt as many people as i fucking can and often commit suicide before they're even apprehended right yeah like it's just so i just i kind of wonder then going back to our original topic here is that Mm -hmm. are people obsessed with serial killers or this idea of serial killers now because Mm -hmm. we don't fear them anymore because we don't have that on our front page anymore you know what it's like we we do fear them but we invite them in but yet we keep them at an arm's length like oh well that's not me i wouldn't do that so i'm a good person Mm. so therefore i'm different from this person but i still want to know why it's always the question of why yeah that that sick fascination part and it's like that's like almost like a toxic relationship right like (laughs) you you can't cut the cord ever and you keep on coming Mm -hmm. back to this person even though you know it's unhealthy yeah i can see that yeah it's just weird yeah it's i find it very weird um i will say what is it well over five years ago that i kind of cut the cord myself on this because i'm like i'm just not in a state to be able to watch these things anymore whether you know it's like the horror movies or you know this kind of stuff i have read books on the things that go on you know in the brain like um Mm -hmm. (sighs) michael stone and Adrian Rain, they read, uh, wrote two books which are very similarly titled. Like one of them is The Anatomy of Evil, and the other one is The Bo- the Something of Evil, mm. like biology or something like that. Okay. And they talk a lot about how, you know, about the brain and how it processes it, but then they also talk about the. Yeah, the genetic piece, the nature-nurture piece. So I feel like there's more there, and it doesn't make any of the crimes uh, any less horrible or, mm-hmm. you know, still... Because I, I remember reading these books and still being like, but why, though? <laughs> right. You know, because it, people like to think, like, oh, if they had horrible, like, childhoods, you know, or this mm-hmm. and that. But a good handful of these people had upper-class upbringings, like, mm-hmm. all that they could ever need in life, and mm-hmm. still went on to horribly murder people. Some people, their parents. I know there's a couple of, like, interviews with serial killers that I've at least read about. Yeah. Um, just in general. And mm-hmm. a lot of them, I feel like, say, I just, I had this darkness, or I had this mm. calling inside of me, or, and I had it, I've known it my whole life, and I just mm-hmm. never acted on it because either... I was too afraid to, or I knew I wouldn't until be able to get away with it. Yeah. yeah, until I was no longer afraid, or until mm-hmm. I snapped, or what have you. But it really calls into that question of, it maybe not nature versus nurture, but both nature and nurture working together mm-hmm. to foster whatever this is that just some people have. But does that make it any more... 
I won't say like excusable or like permissible or anything, but because each one of us is capable of both great things, but also just very horrible things, right? Mm -hmm. And especially now, like, I think of road rage incidents or anytime when when people act in anger, Mm -hmm. they totally lose their shit and they lose their ability to logically approach something that like, if you just took literally like you tell kids count from 10, Mm -hmm. took that moment, took that pause. And then you're being like, okay, calm, kind of, but I can think now, you know, you're not just going to start throwing hands or whatever it is. Right. Like what, what is it that keeps you and me from doing these things as opposed to them? Because again, I feel like even by saying that out loud, I'm like othering them. You know, I'm making them a separate thing. It's like, well, yeah. you can't fully be human if you're doing this thing. Yeah, it's that's that's really the question, isn't it? It's yeah, what made it better? And you know, I feel like a lot of people have different answers to that. Mm-hmm. Some people could argue that I was raised in a religious household when I was a child, and so I learned do unto others that you would have done unto you. That was yeah. the golden rule. And, you know, same as leaving a place better than the way you found it. You, sure. Like, people could argue that. They could argue the fact that I had both parents at home. They could argue the fact that maybe I'm an only child, so I got more one-on-one time with my parents. More mm-hmm. uh, uh, attention, that's the word. Or mm-hmm. I was in a small town, so I had more one-on-one time with teachers. I was able to progress in school. Like There are so many different things. I, I was reading chapter books by first grade like people could argue that and it's like Mm -hmm. it's there's so many different answers that people think are the answer but we like you said we don't know and if it is something in the brain we might never know yeah yeah because it's like i feel for all the reasons that you named some people could say like well many of these people had all those things and more Mm -hmm. and still just crash the cross the threshold that no one should probably cross no yeah i it's like you almost want to say all like take almost all these people i want to do like research on it where it's like all of these people had the exact same upbringing yeah and this is how they turned out but then you'd have to like take children from their parents and like do a whole longitudinal study. yeah i don't think anyone's gonna sign their kids up for that oh i know how do you find a control group for that and then what do you do to the experimental group um <laughs> yikes that i mean that was that was the early days of psychology it like was. do you remember that little albert like yes. how they took a lot of these poor orphan children oh my god yes yeah yeah i mean folks if if you have some time on your hands, check out a few books about like the 60s and the 70s and maybe even before then with psychology, the 50s. I mean, mm. uh, the early history of psychology, psychiatry, fascinating stuff and things that will just make you go like, excuse me? Yeah, Little Albert. And then who did the one? Uh, there was the monkeys, right? The rhesus monkeys, yeah. The rhesus monkeys. That was some messed up stuff. Like... It's almost yeah the like Milgram y'all... experiments the Psych One Hundred One for those of you who know <laughs> y'all should have uh, been doing, y'all should have been doing this shit when we didn't have like IRB boards oh my gosh you know what like <laughs> I will say like on the kind of um, 
uh, stuff that they should have taught us in school, but they didn't. Mm. Like basic psychology should have been one of them to better oh, be able to understand your behavior, to reflect a little bit, mm-hmm. like take more of a humanist approach to things a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not saying like we're going to go full on uh, Freud and be like, what are your <laughs> deepest childhood traumas? Do you want to have sex with your mom? <laughs> Because, yeah, I just don't think that's the key, but... Skinner's box and Sophie's choice. Let's go. Oh, man. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's do this. Um, Or not. <laughs> no, let's yeah, not. Not today, at least. I will say not, not this episode. Let us know if you would but... be interested. I think it would be fun to do, like, our favorite psychology theories and experiments episode. Um, But... Let's yeah. keep it on serial Yeah, what, sh- killers, what shouldn't have been done? Like, right. what would we do differently? <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I, like, my, again, I really enjoy true crime. Not the fact that crimes were committed, but the whole yeah. puzzle piece. And I think what fascinates me the mm-hmm. most is when there's a clear fucking answer. Mm. But there's, quote unquote, not enough evidence to support it. I see. One mm-hmm. of my, if you want to get pissed the fuck off, <laughs> there is a Netflix special called Something Sister, and it's about the Catholic diocese and whatever in Baltimore, Maryland, mm-hmm. and a nun was murdered, and it got covered up <gasps> completely. Oh, wow. It got covered up by both the church and the police because they were, for lack of a better term, in bed together. Yeah, strange bedfellows for sure. And there are, there is a living, there are living witnesses to seeing the dead body. Oh my God. And whatnot. But because they came forward so late in life, because they were being sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. By, oh, like the statute of limitations has expired. Well, that and because they lost a lot of their memory because they were being put through such traumatic experiences in this Catholic school. I see. Mm -hmm. So there's like a number of things. Yeah. It was one of those where years later, they finally started getting psychological help and were unlocking these memories. Yeah. And so when they came forward, it was too late. Also, all of the fucking uh, evidence got lost somehow. Conveniently, yeah. Conveniently lost. Because again, law was involved. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's its a nightmare. And it's so frustrating because it's very clearly this one person who did it. And they know the people that helped him do it. But this man already died without serving any time, without having any repercussions. Yeah. yeah. And the people who helped him are either dead or so old. Like Yeah, like what can you really do 80s. at this point? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, it's so frustrating, though. It's so frustrating. Yeah, if if you are someone who believes in hell, then um, hopefully we can take comfort in the fact that this man is serving his time in hell. Ugh, I hope but so. Let me ask you this then, because mm-hmm. we covered a lot of true crime serial killers. Where do you think this fascination or topic will go in the future? Do you think that fascination will remain strong? Do you think that people will be further desensitized to violence and um, more likely to do and replicate these things um, more self-reflection in you know on an individual and collective basis what do you mm-hmm. think might happen and where will we go with this topic 
I think it really depends on whether or not consequences get stepped up. Mm. Because you can watch horrific things like scary movies or you can play violent video games or all this other stuff and you can still be a normal functioning person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's when people see these things done in real life and then don't see any consequences being acted upon it. Yeah. Then I feel like that's where the desensitization starts coming from is, well, all Mm -hmm. these people are doing it, so I guess it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think of the January 6th riot that happened in Washington, D.C. this past year. Mm -hmm. And I think of how people are finally, finally being jailed for this. They're getting actual sentences because they did this. Yeah. And I know there are so many people still that want to sweep it under the rug. And it's like, if you sweep that under the rug, if you let people get away with it now, Mm -hmm. they're going to do it again. Yeah. I even think of like Brett Kavanaugh. Yes. And motherfucker. It's like the irony is so rich and deep that someone who should be upholding the law was completely pardoned for a gross violation of another human being. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like as if there isn't already enough things against women or women identifying people. It's mm-hmm. yet like another thing or that Brock Lesnar asshole. Mm. You know, it's just no repercussions. And it's like, oh, well, my son couldn't eat his favorite meal steak because he was in such distress. Oh, good. I hope he chokes on it. I know. And... <laughs> It, it's, like, it's, it's just so disheartening and like demoralizing to see you know where uh, yeah it, no it's, consequences it's one, those, it's one of those things where i get i i really this is the moment where i have to like take my steps back and take my deep breaths because yeah. i get so angry like the mm-hmm. woman who was murdered in england by a police officer that happened this past year and he I almost got away with it was that she the was tourist no, I think she was a student. She was walking home from class. Oh my god! Or she was she was walking home somewhere in the evening, yeah. or at like late afternoon, evening time, and she just she got taken basically off the side of the street by an officer. Wow! And sexually assaulted and killed. Yeah, and you know what? I hate that. Also, it's it's just so traumatizing as a woman to have to hear that when you hear about another woman or woman identifying person being murdered, it almost always goes without saying that they were raped or, you know, Mm -hmm. sexually assaulted in some capacity prior (laughs) to their death. I never really thought about that, but that is so fucked up when I hear someone died and then it comes out that she wasn't assaulted before death or after death, which happens too. I'm Mm -hmm. surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised that she wasn't assaulted when she was murdered. How fucked is that? It's messed up. It's messed up. And then people are like, women don't have it worse. Are you kidding me? Yeah, or even, like, the indigenous women, the missing and murdered indigenous women. Like, what is being done to address that? The thousands of graves that are being found at schools, both in Canada and America. Yeah, those two. I mean, I, ugh, ugh, problems. The fact that genocide actually took place, but we don't call it genocide, fuck y'all. I know. it. Like, large-scale problems that I hope will be addressed, because they're are a lot of people doing really good work and raising awareness and, you know, like, you know, these families have no peace. These people have no peace. And I just, I really do feel like 
that's where, you know, this fascination or obsession with serial killers is going to become is if mm. people aren't held accountable, the yeah. obsession is going to turn into action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really, because there are some things that are just, it's a phase, right? You know, people get, you know, we were super into really shitty reality TV in the early 2000s. I'm talking Jersey Shore, you know, Big Brother. Anything on and MTV, essentially. Anything on MTV in the early 2000s was shit TV. Let's be honest. It still is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. And I feel like a lot of that we kind of grew out of. I mean, we still have The Bachelorette. We still have all that, like, Love Island or Paradise or whatever the fuck it is. People are Stupid watching that. Shit. Yes, people are watching that. Two but brain cells. <laughs> two brain cells chilling in a hot tub five feet apart because they can't think. <laughs> so <laughs> that was excellent. That was most excellent. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, not but close I'm enough here, to fire. <laughs> I'm here every Wednesday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Say something about dendrites. <laughs> What's up with that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I really, I, I have a feeling that this could be just a fad, but with the violent nature, I don't know. It makes me really worried that it could not yeah. be. What do you yeah. think? I, I, I hope, like, you know, the emotional part of me hopes that that will not be the case. Mm-hmm. But then the rational part of me just kind of sees how things are going sometimes. Yeah. And it's hard to remain hopeful that people will kind of recognize these things for what they really are. Yeah. These uh, morbid fascinations and curiosities that should not be indulged. Right. And we should give priority to, you know, people who are missing, uh, who haven't seen justice you know, like the missing and murdered indigenous women. Mm -hmm. It's just been so neglected. It's been going on for decades, but you don't hear about it. No. And, you know, at least certainly in the uh, part of the country where we live, because that's in a different region of the U.S., but Mm -hmm. does it make it any less important? Like, Mm -hmm. as a, you know, as a woman, does that make it any less important because you're not of a, let's say, a certain culture or demographic? Yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> y'all need to stop, <laughs> stop watching and reading these things. Like, it, to a degree, I I recognize how it is interesting, right? Yeah. But then again, it's like, how much do you dip your toe in the well <laughs> before I, you're like, I'm gonna just cannonball in? <laughs> I think there's a really big distinction of fascination with the human brain. Mm-hmm. And what people are capable of. How do we learn and, from that? <laughs> and idolizing these people. Mm, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's these are not word. people you idolize. I know there are some people who are weirdly fascinated and, like, want to have props that these people used or evidence that these people left behind that are now out into the public. Like, people pay millions for like shit that serial killers used or evidence or what have you yes, that has girl. been released. Yep. And mm-hmm. listen, as long as you are keeping it at home and not acting on impulses, I mean, I guess do you. It's weird, but do you. But does but that like, still make it any better? Like the fact that the impulses are there and you're like, oh, well, I'm not acting on them, so it's fine. No, Jesus, my chair was super loud there. 
I thought you no. were going to do that thing where like your life flashes before your eyes because you're going <laughs> to fall back in your chair. Oh, no, I- <laughs> no, I, I really do feel like if you want to do, if you're interested because you're learning about people, about mm-hmm. what humans are capable of, about thought processes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand that what they did is, was wrong. And yeah. that these are not people that should be idolized. These are not people that should be condoned. These are not people that should be um, celebrated. Yeah, it's not entertainment. It is not. Human life is not entertainment. Let's start saying that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or cruelty toward animals, too, because that, that oh, also yeah. happens a lot. It's just part and parcel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're hurting other living things, you're a shit person. And that is a fact. We stand by that. <laughs> Be kind. Yeah. All right, Miss S. Do you have any final thoughts on serial killers and the obsession with them? Oh gosh, no. I I think I um gave a good handful of miniature TED talks throughout <laughs> this episode. <laughs> this deep dive. Yeah, I feel like this is a good one. So yes, yes. It- If that's everything, then thank you everyone for listening. If you've enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, send it out to the friends, send it out to the void, let people know that we're cool and worth listening to. And we appreciate you as always. So until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone.